Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Triple Battle Podcast. I've got my co-host here with me, El Jefe, as well as uh, TP, the playmaker. How are you guys doing today? Uh, it's a beautiful Thursday morning. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? How you doing, TP? A little chilly, as you can see, uh, but all is well. <clears throat> all is well. How are we doing, Trev? Where are you at? You look a little, a little different, a little different background. Yeah, the... <laughs> A little different. Change, change the scenery. Change the scenery. Change locations, man. Uh, we're in the beautiful Florida Keys. Uh, it's beautiful mm-hmm. weather out here. Seventies, eighty degrees. You know, uh, you know, celebrating life, more life. You know, out here. So. More life, more blessings. We're celebrating more life. That's what we love to hear. Yes, sir. Okay. Let's let's let's, well, let's get do right it. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get, get right into it. it, fellas. We got Colts one, two, and one at Denver two and two. Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, these guys have played a lot of Thursday nights in their in their days. Now they on different teams, fellas. They on different teams. This is insane. Wilson nine and two straight up, seven two and two against the spread. We got Ryan seven and six straight up, eight and five against the uh, spread. These two quarterbacks last faced each other in twenty twenty week one. Uh, Atlanta, uh, I'm sorry, Russell will go on to win this matchup thirty eight to twenty five in Atlanta. Uh, Denver has won both of their matchups thus far at home this season. While the Colts, mm, they haven't done too well away. They're 0-1-1. Are, are, the, are the Colts ready to tank? I don't know. We'll see. The Colts, they're 9-3 and against the spread and straight up in the last 12 game against Denver, though. And the total in this matchup, 10 out of the last 14 have gone over. TP, you got any stats for us on these players today? Well... We can we could potentially look at Russell Wilson getting back in really good shape. Last week, both Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy scored a touchdown. They were targeted five and seven times, respectively. Both um, ballparked around 50, 55 yards between. I think it was 52 and 53 yards, respectively, both scoring a touchdown. The Colts against um, different quarterbacks, they're averaging about a 1.5 passer rating. So quarterbacks going against the Colts are averaging about a 105 passer rating. They're giving up around 69 pass, 69% completed passes they've only gotten one interception to seven tds against and the call i mean the um sorry the broncos they um they're missing their running back they just torn acl and melvin gordon has been struggling this year so they actually just signed latavius murray off the saints practice squad so look to see a little bit of run and pass slashing against the Colts defense this week however matt ryan last week threw for 356 yards and two TDs. It's going to be interesting to see Patrick Sertain, the second, or is he not the second versus Michael Pittman. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I personally do believe that the Broncos are going to stay in shape, especially with the Colts not having Jonathan Taylor this week. However, Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay coming back I'm rising up off the practice squad due to that Jonathan Taylor injury. We may see a little bit of running as well, but I do think we, I don't want to say a, a, a shootout, even though Matt Ryan looked really good last week. I do think Russell Wilson and the Broncos do handle the Colts effectively. Um, maybe that's ballpark to like 28, 21. Okay. We got a, we got a nice little score prediction here. That's a, okay. That's interesting. You know, TP, I'm going to have to kind of agree with you. I, I, I like the Broncos in this matchup, too. But let's see. Trev, how you feeling? You got any intake for us? Any prop bets? Any anybody I should – any any sides I should take? Maybe maybe you can convince me to take the Colts. Let's see. 
I don't know if I can convince you to take the Colts. Uh, I like the home team, and particularly in Thursday Night Football. Uh, the home team has won all the games this season, all the games on Thursday Night Football this season so far. Um, I look at uh, Thursday Night Football as you guys just, you know, beat the crap out of each other on Sunday, and then it's a big travel day uh, for teams. So, you know, Denver, um, you know, they play in a high-altitude high area. Indianapolis is, um, you know, in a different time zone, so the Colts are out of travel. Broncos don't have to go anywhere. They've been home since Sunday and they haven't had to move. Uh, the Colts also had to prepare for the game and then also travel for the game. So it's a lot, uh, you know, on an organization to do that on a short week, especially when travel is involved to a different time zone. And then one that has like an elevated, uh, you know, elevation level. So it's harder for the players to uh, play. That's what I've heard. It's hard to play at a mile high, um, you know, stadium. So what do I think for this game? I, I have to go with the home team. I'm not necessarily choosing the Broncos to cover um, – Three and a half. That's a lot of points for a team that has uh, scored very few points in each matchup this particular season. Um, the total right now is set at uh, 42 and a half. So I lean heavy towards the under. Uh, both of these teams have uh, had difficulty scoring more than 20 points uh, in a game uh, this season. So it's really tough to go for uh, go for their over. Uh, I think that this game uh, by halftime, I think it'll go under. I think it'll be looking like an under game, but the NFL is full of surprises and, you know, teams that kind of start off slow in a matchup where you think, you know, it's about to be a 10, 11 game. <laughs> and I'm alluding to the score that, uh, you know, that Denver actually played against San Francisco when the score was 10 to 11. I've never seen that in an NFL game, but it happened, um, you know, just a few weeks ago, uh, I believe it was on Monday night football that happened. But, you know, uh, I look for this game, even by halftime, to just be, you know, well under the total. So my favorite play for this game would have to be uh, because I think the whole game will go under and I think it'll, you know, at least look that way by halftime. I'm looking for the first half of this football game. Um, I'm looking for the total to go under. So the total for that is. Um, let me see. It's. uh. While you're looking that up, I think I'm going to change my score prediction. I'm going to change that to 24-20 Broncos. That's what I'm looking at, because you are correct. There is a lot of um, struggling on the offensive side for both teams. So I think I'm going to go 24-20. But what were you saying about the um, first yeah, half score? So the first half, the first half to play is uh, under 20 and a half. So like mm -hmm. I said, both teams have really struggled already to uh, to score. And both teams have, uh, you know, all together in their matches have, have struggled to put up, uh, you know, 20 points altogether. So – 20 and a half points as the under for uh, the first half. That's my favorite play uh, on FanDuel right now. It's currently at minus 120. It looks like there's already, you know, a lot of action on that one, uh, or at least that's what people think is going to happen anyways. And the whole game uh, under 42 and a half, I prefer to get it at 43, 44, something like that, but uh, it may not be able to get up there, especially if they don't come down the field and score on the opening drive with a field goal or a, or a touchdown. Uh, from the fantasy, you know, point of view, you've already missing a few pieces. I believe Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy is banged up. We already know Jonathan Taylor is going to be out for this year. Um, the running back one in fantasy overall has never really repeated, uh, especially in recent years. So whoever was the running back one last year, which, you know, was Jonathan Taylor, uh, the chances of him repeating are slim just because of, you know, recency, recent history um, as it pertains to that. So him not uh, coming back to be, uh, you know, the running back one. Is definitely a trend that you know I've noticed, but um, yeah, it looks like he's you know already missing out time. He wasn't uh you know you know blowing up the fantasy scoreboard uh recent weeks anyway, so it's like 
man, this guy doesn't look like he's going to be the RB1. The guys that look good are like, you know, Nick Chubb. You know, he's he's looking really good right now. Saquon Barkley is yeah. looking really good right now uh, for fantasy football. But uh, nothing really else. I mean, you've got two teams that are in very weird stages. The GM for the uh, – not the GM, the, uh, the owner – of the uh, Indianapolis Colts came out and said that he was growing impatient with uh, uh, their head coach, Frank Reich, as well as uh, their GM. So you know what that means. If Once that starts leaking out that he's growing impatient, it's in some report. He didn't just get impatient. He's been impatient. And now it's just like, you know, it's, it's just out there, you know, for people to kind of analyze that. So if this team doesn't turn it around, I mean, I think that, you know, heads to roll, you know, people will lose jobs. Um, you brought Matt Ryan because you thought that he would be able to uplift this team, uh, get some wins, and it, it seems things are already falling apart. You know, um, pieces on the cold defense aren't looking pretty well. Um, you know, Matt Ryan is just a shell of himself. Uh, that that team is just not not playing well. They got shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars um, a few weeks ago, so it's not looking good for the Colts. The Broncos, on the other hand, are just going to be a team that I think just gets better every week. You know, first year Russell Wilson in this system. Um, they got questions at the head coach position to me, but I think they will figure it out. I think Russ will. Um, he's faced tougher battles, I'll say that. And he's got a good defense, so I think they'll win. It does hurt. They lost their top running back, though, Javante Williams, um, towards ACL. Um, that'll hurt, but they have Melvin Gordon. That's the reason they still kept him uh, in the event that, uh, you know, they didn't have him. So that's what I got. I would take those two plays. I'd look for the under in both games. I like the Broncos winning. But uh, not necessarily going to lay any points with that three and a half. Uh, no, no points for me. But, yeah, first half, under 20 points, under 20 and a half, full game, under 42 and a half points. I think Russell Wilson has no choice but to get better. Okay. They're paying him 245. So he has no choice. And as you said about Melvin Gordon, I just hope that he can eradicate this fumble issue because – you know, he has a big opportunity, you know, I'm not saying revive his career, but he has a really big opportunity to really show what he's made of and maybe become a real, real staple in this offense going forward. So, Yeah, well, so it looks like we're all sitting here back in Denver this week, home team, looking to go 3-0 and at home this season. We'll see what happens. I just want to throw an interesting stat out for you guys both real quick and just for the world. It's a very unfortunate fantasy season for me. I want the world to know I had Javante Williams and Jonathan Taylor. My fantasy season's over. Kaput. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Anyways. Is Taylor out for the year or is it just? No. Nah, not yet, but my fantasy, it's just over. It's just count count me out this year. My Just take no, my I just, money. I just, wanted, I just wanted to make sure because I have them. I they, got, they got me good. Um, Let's get into some recap, though, fellas, man. We had we had a, a wonderful last week of, uh, of Sunday football. Raiders finally got a win, and that's crazy. Can y'all believe Raiders finally got a win? Paid all this money to these guys and finally got a win. I think I think Hefe, let me say something real quick. Uh on last week's episode, I said something interesting. I was like, uh, there's no way the NFL lets the Las Vegas Raiders lose in Vegas when they are 0-3 as the only unbeaten team in the NFL. They will win. Like that was a narrative. That was look, if you have the money, you you slam the <laughs> You slammed that you, on, you on, said on, it? on Raiders it's minus on Raiders minus two. That shit was. I don't like to say anything's a lock, especially uh, with sports betting, because nothing is anything can happen. But that was one of those spots. Sometimes you just get spots, and you're like, "This is gonna happen." There's so many narrative standpoints. You're in Vegas, you know. They have that nice, expensive new stadium. There's just so many things that just, you know, 
Yeah, they were going to win that game. They were going to make sure they won that. I did not watch that entire game. I saw highlights, but they're going to make sure they they won. Devontae Adams looked good that game. Like it, it was going to happen. And Trev, I know you see TP's head down because he didn't believe us. He didn't believe us. No, he but didn't. But it's not. okay. He did not Maybe next it. week. It's, Maybe it's this week. I just, I just, I just don't know how many, <laughs> how many weeks I can put my faith in Russell Wilson. I. I I'm assuming, you know, he's, everyone always talks about how he's, you know, potential MVP candidate. He, he needs one to solidify his position in the Hall of Fame, even though he's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. You know, again, as I said previously, $245 million man, got two solid receivers. It's not like his offense is is short of any weapons by any means. So I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with Russell Wilson. You know, there, there's, there's something that's got to give. Offensive line may be looking, I don't know. I don't know. I've been I've seen a little bit of uh, Denver this year, but eventually Russell Wilson has to put it together. I thought he was going to put it together against the Raiders. I mean, both his receivers scored, but the Raiders. I mean, Trev, you're right, listeners. If you if you're looking for an answer, listen to Trev. If he starts talking about scripts, you know, talking about what's really going on behind the scenes, I think he, you know that's why he's in the keys right hey. now. He stepped, he stepped in front of the curtain for once to let us know what's really going on. ATP, speaking of scripts and speaking about last names that end with Wilson, how about Zach Wilson returns, hits a little gritty? Oh, so let me let me let me first apologize because last week I did state that Joe Flacco was going to come in and be the one to stomp out the Steelers. I did not have any faith in Zach Wilson, but the MILF Hunter is back doing a little gritty. He did, from what we saw, maybe could have been fabricated. That's, that's he it was a little message, sent a little message to Giselle. I don't know. The Mill Hunter is at it again. But, yes, he did take out the Steelers. Trubisky might be the end of his career with Pickett coming in, even though Pickett is a pick monster. How many picks did he throw last week? Was it around two? Three. Three, three. three picks? Okay. So. It was really like two. The last one was a Hail Mary. So okay. I don't All right. Well, let's just say two and, a, two and a half. But. I mean, it's, you know, his first game in Romo when he first came in, do well. His first pick, pass was the interception. Hey, look, let him <laughs> let him get a little acclimated. Granted, I yeah, love he just gotta state, get he just gotta get informed. We'll see what Tomlin decides to do, though. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, um, kudos to Zach Wilson. Welcome back. Um, look forward to seeing great things. Him and Joe Flacco look nice together on the sideline. Zach Wilson getting it done. I think I have it on record too. I said J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Jets, Jets. I believe. Yeah, I, 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 believe think, I, I think. I believe I think. I think. Record. I told y'all. I like. I like Jets that game also. Um, you did. You did. But I believe somebody again didn't listen to us. Trev again didn't listen to us. Look, man. I mean, I'm gonna. We, I'm, we just, try- I'm, I'm gonna stop talking. I think there's gonna be an episode where I'm just silent. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be like a reverse silent treatment. You guys are gonna force me into silence. It's all good. How about those Vikings though, man? They went to London. They remained undefeated. Undefeated. Uh, yeah, undefeated in London. That was impressive. An impressive and a very interesting game. A game that we thought, uh, well, I won't say we necessarily, but a game that the public thought the Vikings would just dominate. They looked at Andy Dalton coming in and you know, Alvin Kamara, you know what I'm saying? And there's no way the Saints are going to compete. Saints got that defense, man. They they hung in there. They, not, they were down. They got into it. They kept it close. They took it to, you know, down to the wire. And they obviously didn't win. Second left. Exciting game. Very exciting game. I mean, Andy Dalton looked, I wouldn't say back in old form, but I mean, Andy Dalton looked good. You can't be upset with that. 
But let's 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 clap our hands for the the hero of the day, Greg Joseph. Kick it up through the uprights in London as if he was playing. He came to London. He's like, no, oh, I'm playing football. <laughs> yeah, yeah we know. Football. Yeah, he's no, that's that's that, that, that audience for the for the folks on that side of the water for a American game that is called football that you throw the ball with your hand to end on a kick. I'm sure they love that. I'm sure they love. Oh yeah, I'm sure they love that. And yeah, the and the type of kicking they saw. The, the guy hit a what, 61 yard or 60 yarder, and then it came so. down to um a, another one essentially. And the guy he almost nailed it. I mean, it was impressive. Like I'm sure that was you know like a penalty kick for them. You know, at the end of a you know a soccer match. Penal, you know, penal. Penal. <laughs> Wayne Rudy. Wayne Rudy is somewhere was somewhere smiling at a bar <laughs> with a yeah. mug full of beer. Same. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, speak, he's actually South hey, African, so. Hey, speaking about all this quarterback talk, though, man, how do y'all feel about Brady and Rodgers? Y- y'all feel like these guys are trending downhill? Like, what's going on? With- they didn't look so well this week. Um, I, I, I'm never. I'm as a Cowboys fan. I'm never, ever, ever going to count out Aaron Rodgers. So. <laughs> There's always enough time. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is missing, he's just missing Devontae Adams. That's really just what it comes down to. Missing his RB one. Whereas that too. And whereas Tom Brady. Right. I I can't I don't want to speak on Tom Brady. He's he's got some things going on. And I, the last couple of weeks, you know, I have to I have to say yeah. I apologize for the way I've been slandering him a little bit. He's going through a lot. Um, Man, the man is 45, and it's like you combine that with, you know, whatever off-field concerns or issues he might be dealing with. End of the day, he's a 45-year-old man playing a a young man's sport. A young man's um, game. He has all the intangibles and, you know, the physical capabilities of, you know, someone that can, you know, play the game. But, you know, Father Tom is undefeated. So um, And he might need to watch out for Zach Wilson. I mean, realistically, you got to look at it because, I mean, like, even Cole Boozy after two weeks, Cole Boozy. <laughs> Cole Beasley was like enough is enough, you know. I, I'm I'm ready to hang it up. So I, obviously Tom Brady is you know a man of pride and one of the greatest, if not the greatest, football player we've ever seen play the game. Um, he's not just gonna hang it up midseason, but you know there was there was a hit last week. He was just tossed like a rag doll, and you know usually usually the refs protect him, they just let it go. And right. I was like, yeah, Tom, it might be time. One one quick question before I move to the next topic, real quick. Could we see Tom Brady retire midseason? No, unless unless he's injured. I don't think so. Yeah, that that'd be the biggest news in, in sports ever, man. He retired. That would be insane. That would just be insane to see. Um, but how serious are the defending champs, the Rams? Are they are they serious? The way the Rams play football, they're not serious. They're really not play serious. And when I say play football, how they play football offensively. Now, Kyle Shanahan and them, they've just had Sean McVay's number. So the fact that they, you know, beat them on. And we all were on that side, you know, San Francisco beating the Rams, especially when they're playing at home. We were all on that uh, particular side. Uh, it, up, up, up. Man, you might have been. I don't know about – I don't know about – I don't know about on that in my head. In my head, I, I don't know about. Hey, hey, look, I, I don't know about the guy next to me on, on the screen, but me and you were on the same page, Trev. Yeah, once again, what? we should start doing this. We should start doing this in the morning when my cup is empty. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> cup is empty. So <laughs> in but, my head, but, in my but, head, but, I was thinking about Debo. But oh. but back but back but back to the point. I mean, this team is the the LA Rams. They are. I'd say they're on series. You look the way they run their offense. Stafford doesn't even look at his other receivers. He's like, nope. he's got blinders on. He's like, I just see cup. I see and I see more cup and. And and more Cooper Cup and more and it's like the only other guy he even looks to in that offense is the tight end Higby, you know. Um, great players. That's not how you win a football game, you know. Tom Brady uh has lost in the targets before. Peyton Manning and Rodgers have lost on the targets that they've done well, but they've had other targets, other players that can you know catch the ball. And Stafford's just not even looking his way. Like Allen Robinson is looking like a wasted addition, you know, at this point in the uh in the season. I mean, he's not getting any looks. He gets looks in uh, garbage time. Essentially, when the game is, you know, just out of hand, that's when he starts to get looks. Um, I don't know what that's about, but it's just it's uh it's it's weird. It's a little weird, and that's not a way that you really play uh play winning football. Cooper Cup is the best player on their offense right now, and you just cannot really win football games like that. Uh, the running back situation is very weird. Uh, you know, Cam Akers had that injury. Daryl Henderson, uh, you know, he just has not. You know, really, he's doing what he can. You know, we never expected a lot out of him anyways, but they're not serious right now. They lost a lot of pieces in the offseason defensively, uh, even on the offense. You know, they lost, uh, you know, Von Miller defensively, OBJ on the offense, uh, Van Jefferson. I don't believe he's returned just yet. So that team that team just looks different. Um, They can beat up on bad teams, but they are going to struggle to win against good to decent team, you know, decent to good teams, especially when uh they're playing away, you know. Like you're playing at home against San Francisco, that's any team would struggle there. Um you're playing um you know Kansas City at home, you're gonna struggle there. It's just uh but I do think the sports books are, are still giving that that edge of like, hey, this was a Super Bowl winner. You know what I'm saying? Like you look, you know, Dallas, you know, we'll get into that, but you know, Dallas plays them, you know. And uh we'll see. But yeah, we'll get into that later. It's just a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, but I do think the Rams wake up at some point this season, whether it's a little bit later than they'd hope. That's, you know, it's still out. The jury's still out on that. So, but I do think eventually Matthew Stafford will realize that he has another weapon aside from Cooper Cup. He's not going to have a choice. At this point, I would just triple cover. I would just triple up on Cooper Cup and just wait for the picks because Matthew Stafford is prone to throwing interception, especially if he's heavily pressured. So, yeah, well, look out for Diggs, man. Looking like a uh, WR one when he when he getting them interceptions. But speaking of our division, though, how about our the whole entire NFC East? Really, currently like the best division in football. It's insane after all these years of being NFC's losers. We are eleven and five as a division, four and zero against them AFC bums, and eight and two against the NFC. I mean, we we looking good as a division. We we, but you know, with all that being said, how about them Cowboys? How about them? How about them boys, man? We them we them boys, man. Uh, <laughs> we beat the Commanders uh for the for the first time. Um, I say the first time because they are newly named. That's the new nickname, the Washington <laughs> Commanders, and you know we got our first victory over them, and hopefully many more, uh, many more follow. Um, it just it warmed my heart to see that because uh, those Commanders fans they have a lot to say and nothing to back it up. So it just warmed my heart. Um, yeah, there was a there was a music video cycling the internet. Um, I guess it's like 
left hands up if you're a commander or something. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of right hands up in Dallas or Fort Worth, wherever, you know, so that's all uh, I can say about that. Oh um, yes. Hey, you know what I always like to say? DC stands for Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, FedEx, FedEx Field is Texas Stadium North. So Correct. Um, Correct. Correct. You know, the, the those NFC, that didn't know, now you know. Yeah. The, the NFC East, it, it's looking it's looking exciting. Again, at least three out of the four teams. I will I will stand by what I said when we played the Giants when Saquon Barkley hit that cutback and ran for 42 yards and scored. I was like, eh, this game is over. I mean, luckily the Cowboys pulled it back, pulled it in for the rest scores on the drive right right back. Um I like I like how Saquon's looking. It's very good to see him, even though I'm not a Giants fan. You know, it, it's it's enjoyable to see Saquon play well. The Eagles are a very big threat. They look like the best team in the NFL right now, aside from the Buffalo Bills. Um, they they Jaylen, do, they, but who Jaylen have they played? You just look, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown together, very scary. Um. Uh, what's his name? Devontae Smith looks really good. That defensive, that defensive front, Reddick last week, <laughs> error on defense. Um, Darius Slay, even though he makes a couple mistakes, you know he's he's all over the ball field. He's all over your receivers. And Bradbury, he's okay. I'm not gonna discredit him, but you know I, I got a I got front row seats to the Eagles game last week. They looked really, <laughs> they looked really good. They looked really good. They were able to come back and face adversity against that Jacksonville team and forced Trevor Lawrence into, by I believe, four or five turnovers. Interception, around three or four fumbles. So that Philly team, they look really good. I mean, Jacksonville's nothing to scoff at. Jacksonville looks really good right now. Their team has made it, made a complete 180. But I still think that we are also a very solid team. But we'll get into the Cowboys talk later. Yeah, NFC is looking good. Uh, like you said with the Eagles, uh, your third point you said, the Eagles are looking good on all sides of the football, offensively, defensively, especially in the trenches. They are a really, really good team. They are, you know, bigger than a lot of other teams, guys. Um, you know, they're very tough. They play hard. Um, I know the game they played against the Vikings. I was just literally looking at the matchup. And I'm like, dude, these guys are just so much, like, bigger. Like, they just handled them there. Like, you know, they um, on both sides of the ball. And I was like, well, there's no way the Vikings can win this. They were just bullying them. I was, yeah, I watched that game at a green turtle. They were just bullying them. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, after that's, just and that's what football is all about. That's how you win football games. You win it in the trenches. And yeah. uh, Philly's yeah. got a good uh, – got to win in the trenches. They're, they're very strong there. I'd say, I'd say besides the quarterback, that might be the strong suit of their of their team. Um, really. and, I mean, prior to last week, they hadn't really scored a lot of second-half points. But, I mean, they were, you know, they were down against Jacksonville and were able to just – you know, fight through it, as you said, in the trenches and really just buckled down and said, hey, we're bigger, we're stronger, we're uglier, we're faster. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what you want to see from teams, too. You Like, uh, team goes to two scores on you and you come back and win. I, I forgot how much they won by, but that's what you want to see from a team that you think is going to, you know, do well. You know, like, are you project them to do well? Or can they come back and face adversity? And uh, that's, that's what they did. So, I think the Eagles will be pretty good. I think their record is not just a, you know, I think it's a testament to, you know, just how their team was put together in this offseason, how, how well they're playing. Yeah, if there's, if there's a team that is serious, it is the Philadelphia Eagles. They won by eight. It was 29-21. But, again, a late game turnover. Trevor Lawrence, they had, they had Trevor Lawrence looking baffled 
and that's fresh off his his charters whopping. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll get to see them in a few weeks. We'll see what's up with them. We'll see what's really going on when when they have to face the Cowboys defense. You know, a true the doomsday is coming back. If y'all didn't know, if y'all don't know what that is. I know, I know Mr. TP, he was probably still alive during those times. He's about 50 years old, if y'all don't know. He was definitely alive during those times. Me and Trev, we was we wasn't even thought about yet. But TP, TP, you about he about 50 years old then. Don't, you know, don't, now he's about 80. Don't 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 let Hefe call you a skeleton, man. Like don't, don't let that happen. It is, you know, I, with with age comes wisdom, is what I've been told. Ah, not, okay, a single, okay. not a single gray in my head full of hair. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Hey, TP, I'll tell you this. That wisdom needs to help you in these standings because you're – I'm. Uh, we won't go over those, but just know yeah, that yeah, wisdom yeah, I need you to tap, that's tap a, that's in. An off, that's an off-the-air discussion. TP, that, 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 was, that was a great comeback, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, good. But, you, but you guys know what's crazy, man. After last week, I don't know if y'all remember, I, me and Micah, we had a little bet going on that they were going to get get us five sacks. That man didn't even get me one. I tried to call him right after the game. He sent me straight to voicemail. I mean, he sent me straight to – he didn't even let the phone ring. Straight to voicemail, text me back. He said, don't worry, bro. I got you. I'm locked in. Fuck these Rams. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's like, that's like, all he I'd said. Like to see him get to the quarterback because we haven't seen that in recent weeks. Uh Micah is a great player, and if you've been watching the games, they've been lining him up differently. Um, they've been using him as a pass rusher. Um, they've been using uh him, you know, even as a linebacker position to cover, you know, some of the top receivers. So they've been moving him around quite a bit. And one thing I've noticed is when they have him on pass rushing duties, that he, um, he's been picked up more, a little bit more. It's not that he's ineffective. It's and that shit doesn't show up in the box score. You know, like you're not gonna see that in the box score. Uh, but he is playing very, very well. I mean, I still think he has the best odds to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year currently. So I think it's uh, last time I checked it was at plus two hundred. He's still playing well. Sometimes people just get in their mind. Well, I didn't, I didn't see a sack this game. It's not always about sacks because you've created pressure that's allowed your teammate to get a sack. And, and football is the ultimate uh, team sport. So uh, yeah, they, they're definitely doubling Micah. Um... He was a bit hobbled at some point in the game. They hit him with a, um, a double, and he ended up on his knees, and they pushed him back. I wouldn't say he was tabletop, but he definitely struggled. He walked up the field, but he got, I mean, he got right back in the game. Um, our defense is fast. Our defense is fast. This is the first. It's the first year I've seen us react well to say the sweep or passes in the flat to running backs. I'm hoping that we can see continuance of that. I mean, all across that boy, the board. That boy, Zeke, one of the first plays of the game, caught a, caught a little uh, pass in the flat. He went for, like, 20 yards. We haven't seen that in a long time. That no, was... no, no, I mean, Zeke. Oh, wow. I'm not going to get into that. But, I mean, <laughs> he always plays well against the commanders. I mean, he didn't have, like, a, a spectacular game. But, I mean, he, again, he's just effective. You know what I mean? It, our, our offense, it may not be flashy, like, say, with, like, Dak at the helm. But I mean, we may not need that. We may just need again, just like the Philadelphia Eagles. Sometimes we may we have we have big pieces. We have big players. Tyler Smith has only given has only given up one sack this year as a rookie. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, we still have Zach Martin. Um, our offensive line, they're they're getting gritty with the with these teams. I think we need to get back just playing ugly football. Mm-hmm. I know Hefe knows, but he's watched plenty of games with me. I I I always credit the big uglies. You always have to credit the big uglies. Um 
Marcus Lawrence was spotted during the sounds of the game. He said, get, get Micah out of the D-line room. Because he's just he's just taking everything up. He's taking up all the sat. I mean, all the all the stats. You know, I mean, he may not have got a sack this week, but he's creating opportunities for other players, and that's what you need. You know, that's what we need to see. Dante Fowler making big plays as well. Reunited with Dan Quinn. I mean, our defense looks good. Donovan Wilson again rated high, one of the top five safeties this year. Came free on a safety blitz, got in Carson Wentz's head. I mean, it again. It's also the Commanders, but I mean we. It was a kind of ugly game, but I mean, we did what we need to do. You, you, when you go out against teams like that, you do what you need to do. Um, welcome back, Michael Gallup. Way to get on the touchdown. Uh, way to get a touchdown this week. Um, forced a couple um, pa- uh, pass interferences. So, you know, I know, I know that he loves that fly route, that deep route. So, can't be upset with that. Cannot be upset with that. CD Lamb, thank you for catching the ball this week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and, and you, you want to shout out another. Um, WR1 on defense, Mr. Diggs himself. Look, look, y'all see him run that crisp route when he yeah. caught that interception. It, it looked yeah, like that, he yeah. was the receiver. He, yeah, he looked sure. like the intended target for that pass. It looked incredible. It, it, yeah, it looked like he was being covered. It just made an awesome catch. <laughs> like, and, and, it, and if y'all didn't know this, he played receiver down the street from me. If y'all didn't know that, you know, I got we got the scrimmage's brother back in the day. Shout out Stefan, but his brother got to play down the street. Now he's on the Cowboys. I might have to buy his jersey just because of that. Hometown guy. Might have to do it. Yeah, him and um Trayvon and Al Harris, our DB's coach, he uh they have a thing going on where there's a tr- a drop pick. Trayvon has to do some push-ups. So that um that one swat pass deflection in the end zone easily could have been an interception, but Al Harris said, Hey, we need some push-ups from you, buddy. So you know, can't be upset with that. Or maybe it was, maybe it was the other one where he dropped it when he was on rolling on the ground, couldn't tuck it in all the way. Yeah. But you know, we'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, just to recap, everyone, everybody take Denver this week. We look for them to go three and zero. But catch us Sunday. Sunday, we running down the entire slate once again for y'all. We got another London game. Green Bay making their first appearance out there. We'll get into that Sunday morning. Catch us. Until then, this is El Jefe. I'm out. All right, it's TP. I'm 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 turning the, I'm turning the clocks back. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys some right answers. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is Trav. We're out. Show Babble podcast is out. Uh, check us again. Uh, like Jefe said on Sunday. We'll see you there. Week five NFL. All right, Broncos, don't screw this up.